I'm Catherine Arndt, the Chief of the VLGA Connect Studio. Welcome to today's episode, brought to you by the VLGA, your councillor support network and the national broadcaster on all things local government. Hello everyone, welcome back to VLGA Connect. It's time for another in our popular Local Leaders series where we've been speaking during this year to CEOs and mayors from member councils across the VLGA and we're casting that just a little bit wider now and we thought why not talk to the president of the VLGA who is of course a councillor as well and a former mayor and deputy mayor, it's councillor Denise Massoud. Welcome to the program. Morning Chris and thanks for giving me this opportunity. Lovely to have you here. Of course, you're at Whitehorse City Council, and I'm always amazed by some of the metropolitan parts of Melbourne and and some of the features that they have. And in the background, there is a very bucolic, rural, pastoral sort of setting. What's that in your background picture? Well, that's actually Blackburn Lake, which I think is the jewel in Whitehorse. And it is in my ward. And um before getting on to council, I was a, a, on the committee and a volunteer there, and um, it was one of the things that I think I um, had a great passion for. My son's now mid-30s, and we went there for his first birthday party, so that's wow. how long it's, it's had an importance for me. <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, well, it, it looks lovely. Uh, nice nice choice for the backdrop there, Denise. So uh, you've been on Whitehorse Council since 2012, I think. So by my math, that means you're in your third term as a councillor? Yeah, third term, um, 11th year. And um, last night I was very honoured at the MAV um, conference dinner to get the, um, the finally get the 10-year award, and um, which was lovely. A lot of people there and great to see. Um that there are quite a lot of councillors that hang in there and really care about their communities. So it it's yeah. a, a nice reflection on on local government where some people really sort of persevere and really keep working hard for their communities. Yeah. So, so tell us about the decision path that you went down to to run for council. What was the motivating factor for you back in 2012 or was it earlier than that? Uh, well, I think it um, evolved over time as a a resident in um, what is now Whitehorse Council since the mid-80s um, and like a, a usual resident on the kinder committee, primary school committee, um, I was secretary and um, teams coordinator for the basketball club. Um, as I've indicated, I was passionate about the um the trees and and the beauty that we have in Whitehorse, and you can see there Blackburn Lake, um, and I just think it's, as I said, a jewel because it's like being out in the Australian bush and yet you're in the heart of the suburbs, and I just think how lucky am I to live in an area where I've got those beautiful spaces and, um, you know, I can enjoy them and sometimes I can sit in my own backyard and see the birds and everything else. So I love the environment. Um, but there's a lot more to being a councillor. But there was a, uh, I guess in the early 90s, there was um, my first home. I I was lucky enough to look across on the other side and it was paddocks with horses. It was an old mm. pony club and it was designated Hillsville Freeway land. And, um, of course, when the Hillsville Freeway got canned, um, the land was up for sale and I remember the council was, able to buy it for $2 million but didn't. About 
four years along the track, it was then the price tag was 11 million. And of course, they couldn't afford it. And I was very frustrated at the loss of that opportunity for the community. Um, it subsequently got sold and was used for social housing. And I have to say that on my journey and becoming more aware of the needs of the community, that was not a bad outcome. And mm. we know how much um, pressure we have for housing now. So, you know, you learn as you as you go along. Um, but I'd always been passionate about things within the community. And once my children were old enough, um, I then decided I'd put my hand up and that's when I, I did. Mm. And I should say I tried in 2008 and I didn't get elected, but I came back again in 2012 and I did get elected and I've enjoyed 11 years of working for the community. That's sort of what I was alluding to, because many people do try once, twice, sometimes more before they eventually get elected. Some of our guests have been lucky enough to get elected first time around. So what do you think is the secret to running a good campaign with a with a high chance of being elected locally? Well, I got very close the first time, um, but it was just the way preferences, there were more people perhaps standing yeah. Um, the next time I stood, the preferences that I got that flowed to me got me into the second position. Um, and since then, once I got in and you're working for your community and you're recognised for what you're doing for them, um, it's been helpful that I've been able to get over the line um, virtually without the need um, really for preferences as such. and. I think that also tends to give you a sense of, well, I'm doing something that obviously they do value and it inspires you more because I think as you see the impacts that you can deliver to the community um, that you suddenly are starting to look at even more things that you can achieve for them and it's very, very rewarding. So that that incumbency is powerful, isn't it? As you you get that profile and mm -hmm. uh, people recognise you, do you think that's a double edged sword? Do you think some councillors get addicted to that and perhaps don't recognise when it's time to move aside for someone else to come through? I think it could be. I mean, I'm not sure how long some well some people have certainly done four terms that I know or five terms in yeah. metro councils, but I think that's probably less common. Um, I think in the rural councils, um, there seem to be some councillors that have been there for quite extended periods. But I do think it's not about how long, it's about how active are you? Are you delivering for the community? And I would always hope that electors actually have a really genuine look at who is standing and make sure they get somebody that does represent them. Because um, we shouldn't be ageist, you know, we should encourage all age demographics and no matter what or how long they've been there, if they're really active and they're doing what the community wants, then that's fine. But I do think if you're thinking of retiring that you should keep an eye out to make sure that there's some, um, we can't succession plan, but you can certainly encourage others in the community who may have an interest to say, why don't you consider, you know, becoming more familiar with what happens? Because we really need to um, get people who have that genuine focus on community 
and want to learn and understand the the truth of how it impacts you because it does have an impact on your life and how you plan your week is quite different to the normal person with their, you know, full-time job and then just going home to family. It's quite a different um, dynamic, but but it is very rewarding. Uh, yet many do juggle full-time work and other interests outside as well as a, a council role, don't they, which makes for a pretty full schedule. It certainly does. Yeah. Um, and in addition to your uh, councillor responsibilities there in Whitehorse, you've taken on the president role at the VLGA. You've had that for a couple of years now. Yeah. What motivated you to make that move to be involved in the more strategic side of the sector, if you like? Well, I think I just mentioned how you were trying to encourage good people um, and also good behaviours. And, of course, VLGA is very focused on governance but also does a lot of other good advocacy, um, which I think is important. And once you get into the sector of local government and you recognise the value, um, there are many people who actually really love it as a sector, and I certainly um, will always have a strong interest in local government, even, you know, when I get to the point that I decide to retire. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just something that almost, you know, you you get taken in by it and you think, I want to do more. Um, there have been some concerning trends in some behaviours and things, and I I feel a bit frustrated when I hear some of the cases and I think it doesn't reflect across the whole of the local government sector. People need to understand they are isolated, but they do need to be dealt with. And I hope that we can strengthen the sector and the perception of the sector, which sometimes the media don't really um, help us positively. um, And yet, Really, if they did some stories about what are the great things that local government have achieved, they would have endless opportunities for interviews and for sharing that information. And, of course, they they choose to go down the negative path and so they have one or two, you know, big stories, et cetera. But I hope the community recognise how much is achieved by local government and, um, and the commitment of VLGA to work with councils to have them functioning well and, um, you know, achieving their outcomes for the community, I think is really important. So that was my interest. So uh, under your leadership, the VLGA has developed a new strategic plan, which looks at some of those issues, but some other things as well. How do you see this next few years uh, shaping up for the VLGA's leadership in the sector? I think we have a huge opportunity. I, um, We work with some great councils. We identify the high-performing councils and councillors and I think encourage and empower them to really continue to achieve those high levels of good governance and and also they become exemplary to the rest of the sector. I think they're, they're noted. And in getting them to that position we offer the training and support to councillors and particularly when you're new to the sector learning what what is the role of a councillor and what's the reality and etc hopefully they find that out some of them 
as candidates. But sometimes people are elected and they don't actually necessarily have quite a, a, a realistic view of what the pressures might be. And um, they sometimes need the support. They might need the mentoring from another, um, you know, counsellor who's perhaps been there, you know, for at least one term. And um, so that support of new counsellors is really important um, and building the awareness for candidates who want to stand. But the other thing is the advocacy that we do and um, and that goes across many um, facets, if you like, of local government. And I think the connections with, um, for example, local government, Victoria and the minister, et cetera, trying to get good outcomes for the sector and advocating strongly um, is a really important function for the VLGA hmm. um, without going into individual topics, which, you know, can be from um, the gambling. It could be planning. It could be um, remuneration. It could be anything. You know, it's very broad. It certainly is, and all that information is there for people to read on the VLG yeah. website, of course, and that ambitious strategic plan that we mentioned, which uh, takes the work out to 2027. Let's talk a bit more locally before we wrap up, Denise. As we said, you're in your third term. Have you thought about where your local government career uh, perhaps comes to an end at some point. I'm not suggesting it's time for you to, um, <laughs> to 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 pull up stumps, but we are coming into an election cycle. What's the future looking like for you in terms of your representative career? I'm very keen to probably continue, but I'm also very um, interested. So not just thinking from me, but remembering a council is a group of 11 councillors and um, they're certainly I'm aware of at least one that may has suggested they will retire mm. and I think it's really important that we are always encouraging community members who have an interest to stand and to be informed and there is um one of our residents that twice I've chatted to them and they They've said, oh, no, not this time, and then the last election, not this time, but now they're ready to have a conversation. And I will not shy away from encouraging people to stand. They may stand against me and they might do that and it could be experience for them and it might shake me up and I might lose. But regardless of those outcomes, that's all right because it's not really about me, it's about the community. Um, I'm lucky that in my third term I can already reflect on things I've achieved and will be still there if I'm still alive in another 30 years or whatever I'll still be able to go back and say oh, I achieved that and that was a really good outcome so um yeah you you've got to look at it but it's really important not to reflect just on yourself but to remember you want to see good people good representation um coming forward what what are your thoughts on how we better prepare people for the role because often the expectations don't match the reality mm. do they no well the expectation for me i i i laugh when i think back to one existing counselor at the time who said to me oh it's just one monday night a month which is <laughs> and at that stage was true there was one ordinary council meeting each month 
That was one Monday night, but then there was briefings and then there was strategic meetings. Um, so, Not that, to mention all the reading you need to do. Oh, for well, I, oh, don't worry, I'm getting to that. So oh, okay. what <laughs> I would say now is we now have two ordinary council meetings a month, so there's four Monday nights and that's just for council meetings. Then there are other evenings and I added up, I've got um, five committees plus two that, two committees that all councillors are on, but I've got five committees I'm on for Whitehorse Council um, that I chair, et cetera, or am one of two councillors on that committee with the community. There's always reading for that. But the council meetings with attachments that you have to read um, could be hundreds of pages and you do get briefing from officers, but you do need to make the time and I, I reflected before that the um, the way that you approach it, um, it is it changes your life. It does have impact on your life because we get the agendas and things on a Wednesday and mm. we've got to do our reading. So it's clearly when you've got that much reading, it often moves into your weekends. And on weekends you've got community events um, and you have to juggle things. So um, this this week I think I've been home one night. For, I was home Tuesday night for dinner. I'll be home Saturday night. But otherwise it's been all local government things in the evenings. Mm. Um, Sunday's a juggle because we happen to have um, a friend with Chris getting three children christened. So I raced to the church at 10, raced back to Spring Festival at Council by 11.50 to get on stage. Then I raced back to the lunch for the christening and then I raced back to do my my session on the booth as a councillor. So, you know, you're running all the time sometimes on weekends. But, again, I'll be there at Spring Festival. The community will be there. I'll see lots of people I already know in the community. It's great to see what the community groups are doing because there's a lot of booths, et cetera. And, so there's a, a lot of um, enjoyment to see the community so engaged and, yeah, very yeah. rewarding. You clearly love it, and as you say, it's very rewarding. I wonder, though, are you concerned, as you describe that, it, you're being honest about what's involved in the role, does it scare people away, but at the same time you you want them to understand what they're getting in for, don't you? I would say I probably do a little bit more. I've got more committees than some other councillors. Some councillors only nominate for one committee. Um, I was working full-time when I got onto council. I couldn't have done as much as I'm doing now. I'm not working now. Well, I'm not working full-time now, and so I have more time. So I don't mind doing the extra and I take on the committees that are ones that are particularly weekdays during the day and um, because not all councillors can do those committees. So you sort of move around, do different committees and work out what suits you. Um, and if you do need to, um, you know, be careful of your time commitment, um, it's none of it's really mandatory that you have to do, but you will get enjoyment by that um that networking with the community groups and seeing what they're achieving. And, I mean, yeah, you don't even talk about the emails and the meetings with officers, you know, to try and resolve a parking, you know, perhaps parking um, restrictions in certain areas because they need to change to support business 
development and growth, um, all of those things. So there's a lot of different bits. But the other thing you do is you learn all the time you are learning. Um, when I got onto council, I've learned so much about waste management. Don't mm. be started on talking about that. <laughs> um, you know, I'm you're looking at what's happening. And actually, I will say one of the very valuable things from VLGA are the panels where we've had discussions on housing, we've had discussions on planning, etc. They are so interesting and so informative and they really help to um, better inform councillors when they've got to come and try and consider decisions in their own councils. So um, you can do more if you've got time. If you've got less time, you have to be selective. Clearly, when it comes to an end for you, you're going to miss it, whether it's because you choose to stand aside or you you don't make it to the other side of an election campaign successfully. What will you do with your time if you weren't on council? Oh, Chris, I'll never stop. But I have to say, I I keep looking at U3A and I go, I want to go and do some of their, their courses there. When I was a young un, I'll say now, <laughs> when I was at university, I used to do silversmithing. Right. And we have um, a lapidary club in um, a community facility nearby, and I can't wait to get back and start making jewellery again. Um, I desperately want to get back to doing some mosaic things, um, and I've even thought I might go and learn a language, you know, but I will be back in volunteering as well. Yeah. You know, I'll be back in on some of the committees and, um, yeah, no, life won't stop for me. I had a mother who she volunteered until she was 90 and then the insurance wouldn't cover anymore and she was really irked that oh. she couldn't still go and do yeah. it. And um, and I suspect I've got many years ahead of me and um, I, um, I, won't, I won't have slowed down at all. It sounds like you've got a good plan. Uh, ready to go there, yep. Denise. Uh, look, it's been lovely to talk to you and find out a bit more about you and what makes you tick in your role as a councillor at Whitehorse, as we said, in your third term and as the VLGA of, as the president of the VLGA. I think it's two years at this point you've been in that role. It is. I've just been re-elected back in August. And um, I will add one other passionate thing that I do is I'm actually a vice president metro for the Australian local government women's association uh -huh. and I very um, much want to continue supporting women um, coming into local government just because sometimes it's hard for them to yeah. necessarily manage family commitments and everything else so they do need a bit of support and some mentoring etc so I like the work that they do as well. Excellent. Well, congratulations on all of that and your uh, extraordinary achievements to date in uh, public life. We've got some VLGA events that I'll be pleased to work with you on coming up in uh, Fast Track in November, as well as more of those panels that you mentioned. So there's lots more to do. So look forward to, uh, to seeing you at those opportunities, Denise. Well, thank you very much, Chris. And um, yes, I'm certainly looking forward to all of those future opportunities. It will never stop. You can't retire. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, thank you for letting me know that, and uh, all the best to you as well. I don't think you can retire either, uh, Denise. Uh, lovely to have you on Local Leaders. That's Councillor Denise Massoud from Whitehorse City Council and the President of the VLGA spending some time with us today. And thank you for watching and listening as you uh, do all the time on VLGA Connect. We'll be back with you with more very soon. 